from the corporate cage she's a rookie to the stage coming from the outside outside familiar with the set she's a theater vet willing to be my guide Lights, what? sound, what? it's time for huh? the show What's Places, happening? places, stand ready, go right. Make the words fly off of the page Stage right. inspire you to get up on the stage Stage right, Please show me the way Stage right, come on girl, let's play Stage right, yeah, yeah To me, you don't, you sound raspy and romantic and somewhat masculine But we're gonna, we're gonna so go the positive side <laughs> I don't think you sound sick at all. I have a distinct memory of being in high school mm. and answering the phone. So for those children in, in the world, back <laughs> in the day, we had home phones, not mm. cell phones. So the home phone rang and I answered what? it. And so the Wait first, a minute. You picked up the phone? I picked up a you phone. You answered the phone? It was connected wow. to a wall. So I picked up the phone okay. and because it was a shared phone, the caller did not know who was answering. Go and on. they they asked they addressed me as though I were my father. When I said <laughs> I this is not Dave, they addressed me as though I was my brother, my older brother. And then they were confused. And I said, It's Lindsay. Don't, <laughs> Don't you, I sound normal? <laughs> how did you confuse it? Hey, you I know I just what? woke up okay. You are talking to a fellow deep voiced female, <laughs> many a drive through. Many a drive-through been called <laughs> sir. Uh, you know what? And I'm proud of it. And you know what? The other day in rehearsal, you better bet I was learning the baritone part. You better bet I was, and I was <laughs> saying it in the correct octave with all the guys. And I, I just looked at everyone at one point. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I, I guess I just have the voice of a man. So you know what? It's I'm a proud blessing. of it. It's a blessing. So yes, that's what got We're us versatile. got us started today. Is Lindsay? <laughs> Lindsay is coming off of a fantastic two weekend run and and trying not to lose her voice. <laughs> but here she is ready to talk to all of you fine people. That's saving it for this. <laughs> saving it just for you for all of her adoring amazing fans. That's Lindsay over there. And that's Morgan. This is Stage Right <laughs> <My> podcast. <laughs> she perfect. said it she said at one point I'm going to sound like a 14-year-old boy. I was like, you know what? Many 14-year-old boys listen to this episode and yeah. will, I mean, to I this podcast and will identify. Hard. Yeah. I mean, shout out to all my students who are going, the, the young males who are going through that change. It's tough. It is. It's tough. I, so I could never relate until now. You were identifying with them. Um, so that's what she's going through. She's had a really incredible run of performances for Peter and the Starcatcher. It's been so much fun. And we're really going to get into it. Um, we're meeting tonight to knock out two episodes. So this is the first of Double two. header. Yeah, yeah. It's all on a two show, two, two doshe. <laughs> a two doshe. Gosh, I hate my voice so much. Oh my God. No, I love you. <laughs> two doshe. Man, I forgot to call it a two doshe. To impress all of my castmates with my knowledge. <laughs> I, you, did you have a two-doche? We did. We had a two-doche. Did you have one or did you have two? We only had one two-doche. One two-doche. Not two two-doches. Two, two, two two-doches is that'd be a too mouthful. Much, too many two-doches. <laughs> too many to take on. My students do it. They'll usually do both Saturdays or, or two-doches. It's so hard. So two weekends. How many performances each weekend? Six total. Six total. So and so since I do not have social media mm-hmm. uh, of, of the personal variety, mm-hmm. um, 
the the director kept telling everyone to advertise on social media, you know, promote the show. We want to sell tickets. So I said, I I will not do this, but <laughs> I goes, will I bring will... you. I will bring you 40, 40 butts in seats. I will do that. I. 46 people I know came to watch my show. Yes, I did not think I had queen. that many friends. I, I added Please. I added 10 on top of what I thought was feasible on a good day. Please, you have lots of friends. <laughs> but, you know, it's like by the time schedules work out and the people... Did you count me? Yes, I counted you, of course. <laughs> good. <laughs> but okay, good. By the time you count... You know, schedule's not working out. True. And the people who say they're going to come and then don't follow through, which flakes. is at least 25% you mean of, the, of the, the best-hearted people. It happens to us all. All millennials, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so by the time you factor that out, I felt like 40 was a really steep challenge. But I uh, I definitely let Ryan know. I was quite proud of the fact that... You know, here Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I sent out an email to... Hey. Like 30 people that I work What's with. What's up, 2002? That's right. See, at work, this is normal. <laughs> quit, quit. I sh- I'm not embarrassed, world, okay? Emails Did are normal email at work. Did the have uh, visuals? Did it have a photo of no, you? No, the subject was a performance of a lifetime. Oh, okay. I would open that. Yes, of course. I would open that. But I feel like social media is a, hey, I put this out there and... Maybe people see it, but I can pretend that I didn't because I get so much in my feed. But when you email someone directly, and then when you stop by their desk and you say, hi, did you get my email? What day are you coming? Because I'd love to say hi Mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. The peer pressure is insurmountable. They can't look you in the eye and say no. Yes. And I know you. thrilling. You're persistent. It is so fun to win. (laughs) So what time are you coming? Oh, you're busy on Saturday? That's excellent because we also have shows on Friday and Sunday and the following week. Let me know what works with your schedule. I'd love to welcome you into the mall. Reach into their purse and get their planner and like... (laughs) Or their phone and look to their calendar like, oh, look, I see you have Friday evening open. Uh, don't worry, I'll put you down. Just Did you go that far? Or you back into it with a, oh, hey, are you traveling for work again on Sunday? Are you leaving early? No, great. You can come to my show. I tricked you. You oh, thought yeah, it was when business you like, talk. Hey, what you got going on tomorrow? And, and the person just like, hey, nothing. And you're like, oh, Excellent. then you can do this thing. <laughs> that happens all You've fallen for this. Oh, that's the but, best way to get somebody to come yes, see a show. Yes. I'll be honest with you. I've done it before. But, but on, hey, a serious you note, night? on a serious note, a mm-hmm. shout out to all of those people that came. Yeah. Because I, I, we talk about this all the time. I'm continuously amazed that people care about anything that I do. Lindsay. <laughs> so it's just so nice of them. We'll get into how incredibly fantastic you were later on. But stop selling yourself short. <laughs> I say it all the time. So who are your shout outs who came to see you? Anyway specific you want to? Oh my gosh. So, so many of my coworkers, my immediate team, people from my old team, people that just work on the same floor as me and who just like theater and thought it was not, wanted to come. Like, Heck yeah. That's just very nice of you. I'm essentially a stranger to you. Heck yeah. Uh, my friends from college drove in. <gasps> yes, that was very nice of them. And they they are not theater people. Right. They, they are sports people. Mm-hmm. And they... It, I just love them so much for caring about it because they care about me because mm-hmm. they get so into it. They're like, man, that I, that was such an exciting story. The fight scene was cool. <laughs> and like, yeah, just like they were going, in it. Yeah, and asking questions about it. So that that's always fun. And each time they visit and I talk about the podcast, they're like, the podcast? Why am I listening to the podcast? I'm like, because it's about theater. And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, I would like to think that that you it's are relatable. It's relatable, yeah. and you know, you're pretty funny. I think I'm Thanks. biased, but Thanks. did you tell? Do you them, have any butter? Um, 
Uh, hold on. Let me check. Oh my gosh. You totally tricked me. <laughs> you were right. like so realistically asking for the butter. I all the time. Always asking for the butter. Did you tell your athlete friends that About all the athlete references? are athletes of the... Yes, Heart. you got it right. She was like, I don't know. I can not remember. Heart, yes. Did you yeah. tell them that? I, I did not, but I, I will. I did tell them that I bring a lot of sports references to the table. They would I, laugh I will wear them you. down. I will, a real athlete. We've been athlete. friends for a decade. Eventually, they're going to have to listen to the podcast. I forget. <laughs> I you were like a it. Division One athlete, though. So that to them, if you would be like, actors are athletes of the heart, they would probably like laugh at you. They're probably like, what? What what does that that even mean? mean? (laughs) Not laugh at you, but be like, (laughs) you know. Yeah, exactly. What does that even mean? But awesome. Shout out to those friends. Shout out to them. And Uh, shout out to uh, our, all of our crew, like the, the, is it Andrew, lighting guy. Andrew, he's so nice. Ruby, Ruby, our sound person and our stage manager. And of course, Ryan, our director, Ray, our choreographer, Shout and Jonah, out. our fight choreographer. He came to the show. Yeah, and it was the proudest moment of my life when he said the chokehold looked cool. I was like, yes. <laughs> Shout out! I just out. want to look cool. It's all I have. To Shout out to, to the crew, the tech. I just thought the uh, design was incredible. The lights blew me away. Andrew's lighting design. Andrew, make peace. Shout out. Ryan, of course, fan of the podcast. Shout out to you as well for some amazing work. I loved. Ugh, we got to. Oh, and Andrew, shout out to us being plaid twins. <laughs> this is an inside joke I've created in my head. I just made this joke to him. I'm like, ha ha, we're okay, plaid so twins because we're both wearing plaid. I'm going to bring that up to him and see if he remembers. <laughs> he will not. This is 100% one-sided. Oh, my God. We'll get into the specifics of the design of the show uh, next episode. This episode, we're going to stick to, what did we decide? Tech. Tech. Yeah tech and then oh we're gonna do something fun at the end of this episode and at the end of next episode we gave you guys a question on and ask us anything on instagram and we got some really amazing questions from you guys um so we're gonna do a little q a sesh that's right we are we're gonna do a few questions this episode and a few questions at the end of next episode so stay tuned for that you may hear yourself uh or a friend uh, their question may make it onto the air. So That's we're really right. excited to do that. You guys asked some really deep, like Lindsay looked at the question. She was like, these are really oh, they're, deep. Oh, they're serious ones. <laughs> like, let, yeah. me, let me put my thinking cap People on. People went right for the, right for the heart of it. So yay. Okay. Also, so let's side note, are, are we going to edit out all the times so I take a cough break? Or are we just going to sprinkle them in? Like, you know, <laughs> I think we need to roll with it. There she goes. We need to roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing makes me cough. So it may happen a lot. So we laugh a lot in here. Thank should you. I do some, I know that would be really annoying to do some kind of sound effect with the cough. You, I think you should. Let, let's wing it and see how it goes. Let's see what happens. I'll do a different sound effect with, with each cough. <laughs> every cough. Oh God. I'm looking forward to what it. What have I'm I signed up for? i to try to cough more. Um, so, I have, so oh, yeah. Any more shout outs? No, I care about no one else in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I have one quick shout out. Woo uh, <coughs> woo. That's yes. <laughs> the first no, one. Okay. The, no more woos are coming out. From here on out, that was the last woo you will hear. In the history of this podcast, not a single woo. For my improvised sound effect, yes. Okay, first first shout out goes to Mr. Shane Wade. Um, this is one of the parents of one of my students, Abigail Wade. And um, I was handing out some of our new 
stickers, Ooh. our new Stage Right podcast our stickers. Hello, merch. <laughs> I was handing them out at the theater the other night, and um, I was talking about the podcast, and Shane was like, wait a minute, you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah. And I started talking to him about the the show and what we, you know, how we started and your whole journey into theater. And he was like, you know, I've always wanted to go back. I did theater in high school and I've always wanted to go back and do it. And I gave him one of the stickers and I was like, just start at episode one and just listen and like go audition for a show. So Shane Wade, if you're listening to this, put that sticker on your water bottle and go audition for something. Do it. Do it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So that was, uh, my shout out. I also wanted to shout out to all the students who are loving the stickers and have been coming up to me asking for stage, right? Podcast stickers. So shout out to the students, mostly of the NTPA Academy. They'll like that shout out. Um, and also shout out the final shout out I have is to anybody who submitted questions for our Q and a. Yes. Thank you. Cause they're killing it with the question game. So those are my shout outs. Any more on your end? Boom. We're all good. All right. So, yeah, Tech Week. Tech Week. Let's go. So, Tech Week, as we know, is a very busy week with Ooh, long hours. Lots of hours. And as we've discussed a little bit before in my current role at work, I have one busy week a month. Just one. <laughs> and, of course, as the stars would have it, it was the same week. As Tech? I wanted to die. As Tech Week? <laughs> yes. So it's normally a busy week on a normal, like, with a normal staffing situation. Is this the busy week where you, like, have to stay up at work yes. all night long? Yes. Oh it's God. so hard. No, 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 so, no, no. So it's busy on a normal mm. work schedule, but we're down at a teammate right now, so I'm covering her work as well, because mm-hmm. um, she moved on to another role. So we're getting someone hired. Uh, of course, now that the show is over, they're coming back. Uh, but, so that week... We had rehearsal from, you know, call time at 6 or whatever, and then ending at close to 11, and then 11.15. Then I would rush home. I had to work until 1 a.m. Then I had to be in the office at 6 a.m., worked until right before it was time to leave the show. One of the days, I don't remember when, I didn't get dinner because I thought I thought fight call was 30 minutes earlier than it was. I thought, oh, I do not have time to do everything. I'll, oh, I'll be okay. God. I'll have a snack. And it will be sufficient. Um, it turns out fall call, fight call was later. And of course I was just furious with myself, but you didn't eat. I, I had a banana, which is not enough food for Lindsay. this big body. Oh my gosh. But it really wasn't as bad as I thought. And then Kyle is an angel sent from heaven because oh, he sent me a picture at, at eight o'clock or whatever. I didn't get till afterwards of just Chipotle sitting on the kitchen table. And I Aww. thought I've never loved him more. And I bet you he knew your exact order and exactly what to get for oh, you. Oh, yes. Of course. That's a given. It does not change. It does not change. It's pretty uh, standard what she gets yes. at Chipotle every but time. But I just sat there happily at my kitchen table, and I knew I had to be back at work early again. All That whole week, I got to work between 6 and 6.30 just because I had to be able to leave in time to get there for costumes and everything else. So I needed to make sure I had enough time to do everything else. So it's just oh a very, gosh, very long week. Lindsay. I I have not had that little sleep like since college. Yeah. And as you know, as we get older, we are less resilient. I used to be able to do four hours of sleep, mm-hmm. wake up, do two a days of basketball, mm-hmm. and still like enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. Now it's just hard to function. No longer. <laughs> those days have passed. Being alive is too much to ask on those mornings. You're, yeah, but you're working a full-time job and 
and doing a show and not only just doing a show you're playing it is a you're playing black sash it is a very physically vocally mentally exhausting yes role but it, same same thing as the last show though if you told me that would happen at the time i would think man i i probably shouldn't i that's not best for me mm-hmm. but when you're in it you're doing it it's fun it's life-giving i'm True. coming it's the good exhausted i'm driving home True. exhausted from having fun and working hard and feeling yeah. uh proud of myself or whatever yep yep <laughs> uh, that that's energizing in a different way yep. so while i'm depleting all the energy in one side of my brain the other half is full of the fun that's happening but <laughs> it 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 will pass Auga. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that was an. I like that one. You can, I've missed you a couple. Bring that one back. I've missed a couple of coughs though. Um, I feel like you're right. I mean, fulfilling comes to mind. That word, fulfilled, yes. spent, the yes. kind of tired that is like, no, like I did something really worthwhile. I remember you know? in college, our basketball coach would read us quotes all the time, mm-hmm. and she read us this one. It was a paragraph long, and I don't remember all of it, but I remember it ending describing a man like laying on the ground exhausted from like a job well done basically mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember feeling very moved by that because mm-hmm. that's how I feel about sports and athletics and just things you try mm-hmm. so hard and the trying is the fun part and you mm-hmm. lay down just proud of yourself for the effort you gave mm-hmm. it's, tr- it's <laughs> that, true see that's how much of a nerd I am my coach is reading his quotes other people are probably sleeping or not paying attention and rolling their eyes and I'm just yes oh my god I'm, yes, I'm the one crying yes are you kidding <laughs> We're like peas in a pod. I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Let's go. I'm like over there crying. No, I'm the same way. Like you give it everything you have to where you need to come off that stage. You better collapse. Like I say it to my students often. I will. I will try to find the quote and we'll post it on Instagram. Mm, And if we we don't, then sorry. Just trust me. That's real. Yeah. Try and find it though. I'd like to read it. Uh, So yeah. So you had a lot going on. Challenges. Yes, so many. So we had talked already about just a lot of props, a lot of things to remember. Entrances, exits. It's a with four entrances and exits instead of the two I was used to on a normal proscenium, proscenium. What do you mean by that? Four four different places? Places you could enter or exit Mm -hmm. the stage and the thrust. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did I say the word right? No, you... Proscenium? Proscenium. No, you did. You did say it correctly. I yes. just wanted people to visualize it in their head a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. So in a thrust space, uh, <coughs> oh, I wanted to sing, but nothing came out. Nothing came out. It's okay. Um, in a thrust space, yes, typically there are upstage entrances and then downstage entrances, and we call those VOMs. I don't yes. know if you guys use that term, but the downstage VOMs. Um, and so what you're saying is there's a lot of tracking you had to do. Yeah. Instead of just, oh, I exit to the left or the right, mm-hmm. it was up or down or which way and crossing mm-hmm. a lot, a lot more movement that was intentional mm-hmm. on the stage. So just for me, that was challenging to remember all of that. Yes. And all of the 46 people who came to my show, when they Woo! would talk to me afterwards or later, they would say, how long did it take you to memorize all those words? <laughs> and my response was always the, the words I thought would be challenging and, and it mm-hmm. was, you had to put work into it, but eventually it feels like a song where it just, it feels right. It comes out and you don't have to think about it as mm-hmm. much. I said, the hardest part was knowing where to be, yep. when to be there and yep. what to be holding while I was there. Yep. Blocking, <laughs> yes. tracking, staging. 
when people ask the question, how do you learn all those lines? Actors, most of the time, they just kind of laugh and shake their head and they say, that's not the hardest part. Oh, yes. But people don't understand. Like, no, it really isn't. The lines are like the actually one of the easier parts. And I was still stressed out about the lines. I just... A lot uh, of lines. It was just more intuitive when you're having a conversation with someone Mm -hmm. uh, versus just, what am I... What's next? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of what's next, I remembered from last Tech Week Mm. or whatever, last show, yes, um, you had specifically told me, you go in there thinking, what's next? You're Mm -hmm. thinking of your show. Mm -hmm. So... Um, our director, Ryan, gave us a great idea to put together flashcards or something oh, of, of your show order. Mm-hmm. So you could go through, like, this is next, this is us. Because especially with a stage like this where there weren't big set pieces, in Mamma Mia, we you'd have the tables and the big wall that were in the cafe, mm-hmm. or we're now at the beach. It was visually reminding mm-hmm. what was next and what's coming next. Mm-hmm. But we were using our bodies to create yep. some scenery we were just imagining we just had a few props that maybe signaled we were now on a ship versus somewhere else. Yep. So uh, to me, it was harder. I'm a very visual person. Yep. So it was harder to think what's next because there are a couple different storylines going and they jump and mm-hmm. um, that it just wasn't, I didn't, it didn't click right away. Right. So the flashcards really helped to be able to sit down. At, I like to that. say I, I exit here I, and right mm-hmm. after like exit here, grab this prop, mm-hmm. go here mm-hmm. and then do this in this scene, exit here, grab this thing, go there, make sure this thing is preset because you grab it in the next scene. Because yes. there was a lot of that where I needed to have a prop on my person because I was going to be on stage, exit, and have to quickly re-enter. There's no time to go grab the prop. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to be on stage for a prolonged period, and by the end mm-hmm. of the scene, you needed that prop. So You're having to be three steps ahead of the story yeah, a lot yeah. of the time with your prop. Yeah. Good. Oh, I like flashcards. I might steal that. So I took photos of my flashcards to put be, them on Instagram. We will be posting that. Because I'm so hip. <laughs> you are so hip. When yes. I, I felt like it was ingenious, because you know those uh, black binder clips? Mm-hmm. So yep. I had a little one, and I clipped to the bottom of them, so you could literally just flip through them without them coming apart. Like a little book. Like a little book. And then the one side had act one props. The other side had act two props. So in our mission, I could do a quick check of all my stuff. Look at you. It also just helped me not love be it. worried about stuff. It's like, okay, I've gone through, I've done my routine. Mm-hmm. I, I am ready. <laughs> your process, you're, you're honing yes. your process. And I, I encourage all of my actors to, to, to do that and to constantly redefine, right? Because mm-hmm. you should be constantly getting better your process is your process. And that's a, one of the cool things I love about theater is that the way you mark your script is unlike no, no one else marks their script up like you're going to. Mm-hmm. No one else is going to take notes the way you will exactly the way that speaks to your brain. Um, the process truly is unique for each and every person and it, and you get to tailor make it yeah. for yourself, your own warm up, your own, yeah. Right. Memorization Whatever makes you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and confident at the moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that. And you get to cherry pick from all these different kinds of ways and find and hone and constantly fine tune what's best for you. So I'm loving this uh, flashcard thing. I have a lot of students who will really benefit from that. Yeah. So good. Thank yeah, you, Ryan. I, it was so helpful. It was it was a game changer for me. I think just reiterating confidence of I know the show. I know the show. And also just sure. kind of something to do. Again, when, when I played sports, there'd be an hour and a half, just like you said, your process where 
you would do warm-ups as a team and as on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, you always had a thing that you did that made you feel ready. Mm-hmm. So I liked having something. I've gone through this. I feel ready. Yeah. I had a specific monologue I liked to go through in my head. Others I felt more confident in. And I was like, I just want to go through this mm-hmm. one in my head as as just readiness, just mm-hmm. as part of my warm-up. Um, so that just helped me feel like I had done everything to prepare mm-hmm. before the show, even though the work for the show has been put in before those 20 minutes before you go on stage. Yeah. It's just something, an action to do. To a help ritual. You, help you focus. Yeah. A ritual, a warm up, a process. It's, it's all great. It's all meant to help you learn the show better. And you do, it does help you retain the show order better. Yeah. Making those flashcards, literally the act of doing it helps you to commit the show order to your memory. Yes, yes. And I was doing it at work in between lunch, uh, mm-hmm. during lunch. And I was doing it one day, and a friend came up to sit by me. She said, oh, or are you where? I said, I'm studying for my play. <laughs> Please leave me alone. I'm studying Sorry. for my play. Sorry, I'm very busy. Thank you. Sorry. Because no, I, I was, it. it was like the no cards. It looked like, oh, are you working on a project? No. Nope, this, my, this is my personal this life. Is my, my hobby. Please don't distract me with work questions. My very serious hobby. <laughs> That's amazing, though. I love the I love the the flashcards. And again, Lindsay, I just want to say how proud I am of you for even making the flashcards with all that had you had going on at work. I mean, that's crazy. Oh, thanks. Because it's I'm a saint. We'll talk about it more. I we'll we'll continue to talk about it in the next episode. But suffice it to say, you're on stage a lot. I wish I had been keeping a stopwatch for your stage time because you, I mean, you literally are on stage for the majority of the play. Yeah. Um, and so these tech rehearsals were probably very grueling for you. Yeah. Um, so they were fun though. Hats off. Good. Good. Um, What else? So after flashcards, if you remember the first time we talked about actor brain and how actors can only do one thing at one time, Mm -hmm. it happened because during... Mama Mia, I was given a note and I was trying to work on it and I just blanked on my lines and I yep. panicked. Yep. Well, guess what happened to me during tech week, Morgan? Your lines started going. <laughs> well, one instance in particular, I, it was the very first time we had done full dress mm-hmm. and my character, you may remember, wore a hat and I had this coat. I have, oh, yeah. I have a mustache. So it's the first time wearing the hat, first time wearing the mustache and my hat fell off. My mustache fell off. Oh God. And I was able to stick with it for a little bit, but like this, I think it was the second time the mustache fell off. I was trying to get it back on and I just, I lost it. It it was one of those things I was like, I don't, I don't know where I am. I have no lines in my head right now. And I'm supposed to monologue for the next four minutes. So I was like, jump to the next thing you know, jump to the next thing you know. I thought, I don't know anything else. I have nothing to jump to. And looking at my scene partner and he's so sweet. Caleb, shout out to Caleb. He's like, he just whispers, you got this. You're fine. Like just so supportive and so kind. I was just I was, I was like, but you're wrong. I don't, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't got it. Eventually, I don't even remember. We jumped to something and we skipped pages, like missed several jokes, probably dropped important plot points, but yeah. it went on mm-hmm. and, and the, the director, he's like, the, it threw you like the, the costume, all that it threw you and you can't let that happen which mm-hmm. is all very true. But I think the thing that scared me is I felt so ready. I thought, I know this stuff. How yeah. does it just leave your brain? Uh, I know it. It does. It's like no level of preparation made me feel safe, you know, Mm -hmm. because I had practiced so much. I'm like, well, it apparently doesn't matter. It can just leave you at any time. Well, yes. In that moment of the, in that, (laughs) I like that one. At that point in the process. Yes. At that point in the process, meaning 
you are putting all this new together. You're dealing with lights. You're dealing with the stash. You're dealing with costume. You're dealing with trying to get your blocking off book. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's going to happen in pretty much every single show you do. You're going to have to go through that. I'm going to have to blank. Yep. (laughs) I mean, truly. It's it's part of it. I don't like it. No, but just just knowing that it's going to come. I understand that and I agree. But just knowing that it's going to come help soften the blow. Um, I will say as it happened and immediately after I thought this happened before and you got through it like yeah. this. And also your words were helpful of mm. you're trying to do new things. This happens. It'll come together. Have mm-hmm. faith in the process kind of thing. It will. I think, uh, for one, it's obviously embarrassing. Like the whole cast, everyone's Aww. there. You're just thinking, I, I don't want them to think I'm not taking this seriously. Like, yeah. oh, she doesn't know her lines. Like we open yeah. in three days. Um, so like that, that's going through my head and also just the, I don't know, just the letdown of, I care about this, and I, I don't so, want it to go well. Was it acknowledged? Yeah, yeah, when we talked about it, no, it's, that's when the director said, you know, it threw you, and you've, mm-hmm. basically you've got to be better. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> no. Lindsay, though. No, that sucks. No, it's fine, but I, it's funny, because the next day on their way to rehearsal, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I can't let that happen again. I've got to rehearse my lines. And then the other part of my voice is, it doesn't matter how much it can still happen. Apparently this just happens sometimes to you. I don't know why you're like this. Stop being like this. Oh Um, no. But I was thinking about different times in my sports career, the Mm -hmm. the thing we compare stuff to, Mm -hmm. um, that I I'll say failed in in a big way that you didn't meet your expectations in a big way. And the thing with basketball in particular, and a lot of sports is success is defined by a pretty high uh, failure rate. Like an excellent shooting percentage is less than 50%, which means you're missing way more than you're making. Mm. And no one plays a perfect game in most sports. In basketball, there are turnovers, mistakes, that even when you have a great game, you can point to things that you did wrong. Errors. Yeah. So I was... And then I was also going back to like more epically big failures and just thinking the world kept turning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's fine. You you might mess mm-hmm. up. You might mess up when there's an audience mm-hmm. and not just your castmates there who support you. Mm-hmm. And and it'll be okay. You you made it through that. You can make it through this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you just have to put your big girl pants on mm-hmm. and and just try. Like it, it all comes back to just giving effort because it's the only thing I can control. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to. Do, take all the notes that the director gives me. I'm going to try to go through my stuff and memorize again, prepare mm-hmm. all that I can so that if if that happens, you at least know that you did everything you could. <laughs> um, let me ask a question. Was it a different experience before tech as performing? Like the actor that, that rehearsed in the last re- rehearsal before tech week, was it a different performance than the person who opened on opening night? I I do think the the costume adds to everything in the mm-hmm. story and also there's so much happening in the story it, mm-hmm. it goes fast jokes go fast that mm-hmm. I think all of us started to understand more mm-hmm. of it and Ryan made that comment in between the two weekends he was like I think you guys understand the show better mm-hmm. and it's helping the audience understand better mm-hmm. um, so I definitely think it was different I'm having a hard time remembering anything before yeah. tech week at this point but um, it definitely came alive in my mind more when we were all in costume and everything because, go. and also you're on the stage full time. Whereas before mm-hmm. maybe we're rehearsing in various rooms and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, which way is the stage with the front again? And- oh yeah. That's nice to rehearse in the stage <coughs> performing. Well, yeah. um, I'll say, I feel like 
And I may have been asking you that kind of in a leading way because I feel like, of course you grew. Of course going through that crucible in a way, that fire, that heat of the tech week and falling in a way. um, Makes you ready for when. I mean, you have to go through that. It's one of those things like, no one else failed in such a big way. How come it had to be me? Well, because you're, (laughs) you've got the most lines, honestly. I mean, you had, I would say the majority of the text, huge monologues. I also, going back to letting yourself be okay with the beginner, we've talked before how how talented this cast is. Sure. They've been doing theater a lot for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I learned so much from from all of them. Like, I, I genuinely... I would watch someone do a scene and the way they either postured themselves as a character or the way they delivered a narration line, I think, oh, wow, that was brilliant. I understood that better because they did that. How could I apply that to me? Or, yeah. or that was such a big choice. I need to make a bigger choice when I do this thing. It was just, it was inspiring to see how they all approach their characters. Yeah. Because everyone's so different in the show and not being around a ton of actors in, mm-hmm. in my, in my short career. Mm-hmm. It was, it was fun to see how they prepared for each role and try to take things and apply it to me. So that was really fun. I got on a tangent because I just love all the people that I worked no, with. No, <laughs> they were very talented. And it was great that you were able to kind of soak that in and that that tech process was good for all of you to kind of solidify this world of this yeah. of this play. So that's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I think my point being, I was trying not to be hard on myself because mm. they've all been doing this and they're, uh, they're very experienced. And Yeah. It's just let yourself be okay with an airball every now and then. <laughs> don't compare. Michael Jordan shot an airball, okay? Yeah, I'm that's sure it right. happened at some Many point. Many an airball. Yeah. Um, don't compare your chapter five. To someone's chapter to 50. To their chapter 50, right? <laughs> I mean, if they went to school for it. We well, sound like broken records over here. I know, but, I, well, there is no advanced theater. There's no advanced acting. It's all the same lessons over and over again. Right. So I say a lot of the same isms over and over, and I am sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay, so what else you got for Tech Week? I mean... Let's see, going back to my list. It sounds rough so oh. far. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It sounds rough. It was. Rough. It was. Um, <laughs> this was again on Tuesday. I was like, we got plenty for an episode. Morning. Oh, yeah, she we texted me. She was like, things are not going well. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I am so bad at this. <laughs> she always scares me a little bit. Every Tech Week, I'm always like, oh, God, like what do I need to do? I give you something to look forward to. That scares me. I mean, if I just sent you puppies and rainbows, you... True. We, we need drama in this podcast. True. Of course. We, need we have to, to have something to talk that's about. That's right. Ups and downs. Spill the ups tea, as they say. <laughs> um, what else? So, oh, so kind of in the same vein, uh, one of the cast members gave me what I thought was one of the nicest compliments I've ever received in my life. What? He very kindly told me uh, that he enjoyed watching me on stage because I act like I don't care. Kind of that, mm. that I'm fearless in my, the choices I make. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm, you know, I'm pretty self-conscious as an actor, so I just, I've enjoyed watching you with that. And I thought to myself, I have completed the greatest trick in all of history. <laughs> I, the most insecure human on the planet, uh, have made this, I've made this kind young man think I have confidence. So wait a minute. <laughs> what you, have I done? What you're saying is you do care. Well, just, we talk all the time about my insecurities. Yeah. And that he was basically saying, you're, you're just so free out there. You just, you don't care. And I, I, I admire that. And I'm thinking, who is this person? Because that's not, mm-hmm. I feel like when I think of the inner me and that inner voice, mm-hmm. I'm full of insecurities. Just, who's this person that he's seeing? Yeah. Like, I fooled and, you. Yes. Yeah. And it coincided with the same week, um, a mentor at work uh, that we worked on a lot of projects together on, 
And he was telling me, you know, I think your greatest asset as an employee is your fearlessness. When I give you a project that is hard, you you dive right in and it doesn't phase you. And again, I'm trying not to laugh. Who who do you think I am? I am so insecure. But we talk all the time about choosing to be confident Mm -hmm. and just choosing to believe in yourself even when you don't. Mm -hmm. And that other people see that as just actual confidence. And so it's over time. It's like, you know, maybe I am confident. Maybe Mm -hmm. I've tricked myself into being confident. Mm -hmm. Maybe I have done this. Fake it till you make it. I I think it's happened. (laughs) It's like you've done it. Well, that's no, that's no small thing. Yeah. And that's good. One of, uh, one of my friend's dads came to the show, one of my 46, uh, and he did theater when he was in college and we were just talking after the show. He's like, what you'll find theater gives you such confidence. He's like, for the rest of my Mm -hmm. life, I can, I can pull on my theater days and and all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. after that conversation and after both of these compliments, I was thinking, you know, I, I think he's right. I, I have this weird sense of confidence that snuck up on me. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize that maybe I, I have it and Mm -hmm. it's, I guess, choosing to be okay with the idea of failure, that it may Mm -hmm. not work out. But like we keep talking about, just being satisfied with the effort you gave and who you are, um, letting that be enough. Mm -hmm. And so I I, I came full circle in Tech Week. (laughs) Oh, good. So by opening, you felt... (laughs) I... So with the whole show, when I look back on Mamma Mia, I think Mamma Mia was fun. I was Mm -hmm. singing and dancing. It was fun through and through. I, before the very last show, even, I would say that it was a more stressful type of fun for me. It was fun in the way that... This time you mean? Yes. um, This show was fun in the way that going to a really hard exercise class is fun. Maybe I hate it while I'm there. Maybe parts of it are really painful, but you're so glad you did it and you're proud of yourself. It was like, I lived in constant anxiety that I would not get my mustache on in time. Hmm. I have maybe 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. I come off stage... They do a scene, and then I have to appear. Mm-hmm. And the glue does... I'm a very sweaty person. Mm-hmm. It has For to stay. sidebar, my mother <laughs> in high school, her nickname was Sweat Hog. Oh, my God. That, those are the genes I inherited. Oh, my God. When, when I married oh. Kyle, he told me he had never met anyone who smelled as bad as me when exercising. A man who played sports his whole life... With and men chose in to college, yes, men in college with their sweaty like boys' locker room stereotypes. I am the worst he's ever smelled. Okay, I think this is I why it's coming so out. Much. Remember how much we've I said we've talked about your <laughs> your inse- your insecurity and paranoia about your hygiene. I think now we're seeing the root of it. Because we're seeing the root because I just naturally am so sweaty. So sweaty. There are times in the summer when I can't take the stairs at work because I will sweat for an additional hour. Like, Trying through. to cool down. Yes. So it's very difficult. Anyway. Uh, so I'm sweating a lot. So it's hard to get the mustache on. So I think I lived in constant fear of just get the mustache on. Just what get did the you do? On. Latex? Uh, spirit gum. Spirit gum. Yes. it's. I had to wipe it on my uh, upper lip and then I would have to pat my finger until mm-hmm. it would get sticky mm-hmm. and so sometimes it'd be so sweaty i'd be patting and it wasn't sticky yet so i'd have to like wipe down again mm-hmm. try to reapply and hope it oh stuck that time God. so and i got there every time but each time it's just but what if i don't there's no backup plan did it ever come off in a show yes we'll get there okay okay um yes we'll talk about that in the next episode so you better listen yes we will but um and also the so the monologue i blanked on in tech was the very first monologue Stash has. Mm. So it's like the anxiety of getting the Stash on. And also, this is the one that I just sometimes don't remember. (laughs) The one that I have a mental blind spot on. So I'd always think, 
if I can just get through this one, it's smooth sailing. But the, just like the first twenty minutes of the show is such anxiety for me. Of I just don't want because you're not it you're on stage. Let's explain this a little bit. You're on stage as like an ensemble person, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. For the first until Stash comes on, you're you have to be on stage. It's not like you got to be dressed as Stash, just waiting off stage to make your yeah. entrance. Yeah, so we have narration lines, yeah, and different different like things in the background. Another so, person. So I have, and what's funny is I started exiting earlier because in one of the tech rehearsals. I couldn't get it on. So I entered, did the first uh, monologue without this mustache and then put it on. And so then the director said, hey, leave as early as you can to get it on. So I had one narration line and then I dart off, but it was only an extra 20 seconds, maybe. Yeah, but 20 seconds can can make or break you. And because it's live theater, you know, if something happens in that scene before me and someone accidentally jumps ahead a few lines, Mm -hmm. that's 15 seconds gone that I needed. Sure. (laughs) You're like, please, please stay up. Stay on book. Please stay on book. Please stay, say all of your lines. I need to put this dash on. Drag Thank them out you. if you want. Yeah, can <laughs> Sit you in that talk silence. really slowly and pause between your lines? Yes. Well, okay. So you made it though. I did. I mean, is there anything else with tech? I mean, that really you pushed through or you were proud of? I mean, you covered quite a bit and I'm very proud of you. I, I will say, um, just like leading into the show, um, one of the things I kept going back to was um, remembering Karen, who played Donna in Mamma Mia, the lead yeah. mom. So we loved I, her. Yes. And I have such respect for her um, mm-hmm. and the way she approached her craft. Because mm-hmm. th- throughout the show, when uh, I'd be getting to my next place or changing, sure. I would see her over in the corner or behind stage or wherever. And fully dressed and, and kind of going through her lines. You could just tell she was focused. Yep. Such focus. And I, I love that. Yes, I love when people take things process. Yes. I take everything in life way too seriously. So I love it when someone's really focused. I'm the same. It's like, I love it. It's one of my, yeah, it's a turn on for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, like, I just, I love it. I love when people take things seriously. My students yeah, will tell you, I take rehearsal way too seriously. I'm the first person, like, everyone's joking and laughing. I'm like, okay, so let's get back, let's get back to work. Yeah. I take my job really seriously. Yeah. And I take theater and play really yeah. seriously. But, so um, I'm with you on that 100%. But I would, I would kind of channel her when I was getting ready for my show. and Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people prepare in different ways. So joking around and laughing and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it. The Donna way, the Karen way. Yes. And I just, I want to go to my place. I want to go through my lines mm-hmm. and my blocking and make sure that I am ready. Cause it worked for her. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it made me think of an, an analogy to work because I like to compare this stuff to sports and to work. Yes. Um, but a lot of people at work, when we give presentations and stuff, I feel like a lot of people have a fear of public speaking. Yep. And what makes me laugh is a lot of the people that I know who are the most afraid mm-hmm. practice the least for a speech or a presentation. Uh-huh. And I think there's this perception of, I, uh, I'm just kind of winging it. I've got to be organic. And you know, the greatest Mm-mm. speakers don't practice. And I, I remember reading that Winston Churchill uh, practiced a ton for his big speeches. Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln rehearsed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think if some of the greatest orators in history can practice, mm-hmm. I am not too good for mm-hmm. this. So what I... I, I go back to that just of you can never prepare enough. What, whatever makes you feel prepared is what you need to do. So if it's different than someone else, that's fine. Because I would feel there was part of me that was like trying not to feel like a loser as I'm mm. practicing so much and everyone else seems like they've no. got it. It's like, no. well, maybe they do have it, but I don't yet. And but I want to go over it one more time. And what often appears spontaneous has often been very well crafted yeah. by some of the best. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the best, you know, for example, stand up 
comics oh, yeah. work tirelessly to, to make, make it, it look, look off, the cuff. Off, yeah. off the cuff and authentic. I mean, it's a skill and yeah. it's something that in my opinion only comes through repetition. Yeah. You cannot get to that point of looking like you don't know what's coming next until you absolutely know it like the back of your hand. Like that's yeah. the only way you can play around is when you have a structure to play within. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's a really good get. Yeah. Well, so good. We'll definitely come back to that the only time next you can episode. know and play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's the end of my list for this. Hey Tech week. I mean, you made it through your second big tech week. I mean, again, we'll get into a, this a little bit next episode, but you couldn't have asked for two different shows, two more yes. different shows, Mamma Mia and Peter and the Starcatcher. And your the type of role you played in each one was so different that it just really gives us so many more different things to discuss, um, things for yeah. you to work through. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that that busy week at work coincided with tech. So that's crazy. I can't believe you're still alive. It's over. It's behind us. It's over. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. Yay. Go tech. It's my favorite week of the whole process. Hopefully you'll get there one day where it's your favorite week too. I don't know. I do like it It, because it's, I I like the, how it's getting close to being game Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. and, and wearing the costumes and everything. And Ryan, our director made a comment. I like how he, I never just say Ryan. It's always Ryan, our director. Ryan, our director. <laughs> In we case everyone him. forgot his we name. We know him. We um, love him. But Ryan made a comment one day. He's like, you know, I, I I often think the character doesn't really come out until the costumes. Mm-hmm. Just with everything else, it's mm-hmm. it's fully developed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I felt that way for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tech Week is when the show takes the biggest steps. Mm-hmm. The cast is together for the most amount of time. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah. Yay, tech. It's Yay my tech. it's my fave. It's my fave. Okay, so sh- shall we move on to we some Q&A? Let's do it. I can't believe I decided to do that this morning. I just, like, randomly was like, hey, let's see if anybody has anything to ask. I love that. That was a great idea. And sure enough, people did. I couldn't believe we got, I mean, like, several questions here in the last few hours. So we're going to take a stab um, at a lot of these. Let's get into it. First question is from the amazing Amelia Landry. She played Donna when I did, uh, when I directed Mamma Mia a few weeks ago, she was one of the Donnas. I don't know if she was the Donna you saw. She asks, what are your tips on how to ask for the butter rather than the laugh? So I have an answer, but Lindsay, first, I'm going to throw it over to you. Can you remember what my tips were if I said anything on how to ask for the butter or if I just let you turn you loose? <laughs> this feels like a pop quiz I'm and sorry. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I put you on the spot. I, I may not remember verbatim, but I remember um, going through the rehearsals after we talked about that when I would channel you <laughs> thinking that oh, it's God. most important to to be my character. Mm-hmm. It's most important to think about how I'm feeling, how I'm reacting to this person mm-hmm. because whatever emotion I give, it's not my job to be funny. Mm-hmm. It's my job to follow the script and tell the story with the emotions that are appropriate for the scene. So that made me remember um, one of the times when I was doing improv with, with a coach 
they were talking about just comedy in general. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you know, you have to be okay not being the one getting the laugh. Ooh. You have to be equally yep. sports analogy. So, you know, I loved it immediately. Yeah. In basketball, an assist is if I pass you the ball mm-hmm. and then you score. So you scored, you got the quote unquote glory, but I made the pass. The assist is just as important yes. as the score. He said, you have to be equally happy with the assist mm-hmm. as with was with the laugh with the yep. score. I love otherwise, that. Otherwise, this falls apart. So that stuck with me because that's that's my language. It's my I love, love language that. sports. No, I love that. It's it's true. The assist, you have to be the one willing to serve it up uh, yeah. so that the laugh can even happen. Yeah. So like that selflessness. Mm-hmm. And also the other thing I was thinking about is kind of emotionally detaching from the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing an improv coach would, would tell us is you want the audience to guide you with their laughter, but not control you. Mm-hmm. If they laugh at something, you want to be aware mm-hmm. that they thought that was funny. Call it back later mm-hmm. or lean into it a little bit. But you can't be searching for the laugh to find where you go right. next. And so I, I thought about that because there have been a couple of times, especially, you know, matinee crowds where it's a yep. different vibe than a Saturday night. It's mm-hmm. um, it's the middle of the day. It's just a different energy all mm-hmm. around. People are sleepier. And, yeah. And it's often a bit lighter. Like our packed houses, at least mm-hmm. for, for the shows I've yep. been in, have been on those Friday, Saturday evenings. Um, and it's a different vibe and different people would make comments about, oh, they're not laughing or the, and I would think to myself, I, I don't hear them when they do or don't because I'm focused on what I am doing there you and go. the story I'm telling. And like, there you go. You have to be okay with, they may not be laughing out loud. And I was talking to someone and I said, I think I truly believe always that people think it's funny. They're just amused, maybe not laughing out loud, but mm-hmm. they are entertained. I just choose to believe this when there's silence mm-hmm. because that's what I like to. Some people have just in my sit mind. there and smile. They don't laugh out loud. They just sit and smile. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, yes, all of those things are true. I mean, for me, asking for the butter boils down to telling the truth. Ooh, just play it truthfully. Be with your scene partner. Listen and react, and just ask for it. Uh, we talked about tactics and actions. Mm-hmm. The action is to, to ask for the butter and something I've often told my students before, which I don't know if I've said this to you before, truth before humor. Oh, no, I like um, that. Tell the truth because that's the, the humor will naturally arise from that. Yeah. So to me, asking for the butter is, is truth before humor because yeah. the audience can smell it when you're just asking for the laugh. They can smell it and sometimes they'll give it to you, but most of the time they won't. Yeah. So good. Ooh, I like that. So good answer. Okay. Next question. Okay. This is from our friend, Miss Heather McKinney. The first question she asks is why are you both so talented and amazing? Well, we can't explain it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Heather. We can't help you there. We just don't know. We're just so fantastic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> then she follows up with, uh, have either of you ever had a major onstage gaffe? And if so, advice for recovery. Would you like to go first or would you like me to tell you about how I messed up a scene in this show? Oh, I want to hear yours. I have I have a couple I can choose from. I want to hear yours. So this this is so funny to me now because the the thing I messed up on is there were two lines in two different scenes that both started with so it is. Mm-hmm. So it is, pause, mm-hmm. line. I never put this together. It, I never had to think, okay, this one is so it is blank. I never struggled with it ever, 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 ever. Then I'm on stage, not even thinking about it. I say, so it is. And I repeat the line I said in the last scene. I thought, well, darn it. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I was like, well, so it is. well, that's not the right thing. And I only said, I think, the first word of the line, and then oh, I'm sure goodness. panic washed over me, and I, I eventually just got, just said, the, found a way to get the point across of the next line, uh-huh. and I'm sure a lot of audience members noticed it because it was, I started to say a line they had already heard, yeah. and it was a joke, so it was, it was one of those things of, huh, just now realizing those two are the same. My brain, just the wires crossed. Oh my gosh. Well, you were able to put the train back on the tracks, it Yeah, yeah. Like. And I, and I think, and also in the, the first opening night, mm-hmm. I, I was doing stuff, like, I wasn't word perfect, mm-hmm. and I... I, I was able to get us back on, and my scene partner he said I could definitely see your improv coming through tonight because you would like you got it you were, you always got us back on track. Oh he's, good! He's like I don't care how you fly the plane, just help us land. You, oh, and, that's great! So it, was, it was just funny, and I think that helped me the first night of it, it's okay. We found a way to get there. It wasn't perfect, but we found a way. We got there, and it kind of relieved some of the stress. But um, how scary! Did, the way I got through it was just. He's still talking, staying in character and still talking and it letting going. it go. Like this happened. Everyone saw it. It's fine. Like an audience is forgiving. They're there because they want to have fun. They're, they'll, they'll forgive exactly. you if you forgive yourself. Exactly. I love that. Well, good. See, we, we overcome <laughs> adversity in theater. Um, on stage gaff. I mean, as an actor, I've had many, it's live theater and any, anything can happen. The one that comes to mind right away is when I was in college and I was playing the courtesan in comedy of errors. It's a Shakespeare play. And I, I looked like Anna Nicole Smith, but that's a whole nother (laughs) topic for another day. I mean, I had like, it was an incredible costume and an amazing long blonde wig. And I was wearing these heels, these really tall heels, strappy shoes that were open toed. Mm-hmm. And there was a fight scene that was supposed to happen yes. next to me on the stage. And the courtesans just like standing there next to the fight scene. Well, in the middle of a show, part of the fight scene is he picks the guy up and slams him on the ground. Well, they got too close to me and they slant. He slammed the guy right <laughs> on my foot. I mean, right on with his whole body weight. And I'm Ow. wearing these like open toed shoes I mean, it hurts so bad, but you know, you just push through and I definitely lost that toenail a couple of weeks later. Like the toenail came, it was my big toe. It was my big toe too. My big toenail fell off. Not in the middle of the show. Thank goodness. But that comes to mind. So thank you for that question, Heather. That was a fun trip down memory lane. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, Next question comes from sweet Seth Autry. He says, what are the characteristics of a good director? Love you. <laughs> I love you too, Seth. Oh, it wasn't to me. And Lindsay. Lindsay, he loves you too. That's what I figured. Uh, a good director. Oh my gosh. Like, I, I feel... Their I'm, name must be Morgan. I feel enough. They must live in McKinney. <laughs> I, I feel... It's just funny that he asks me that because I feel so often like I fall short and there's nothing in any way about me that's perfect, but I will definitely accept that I'm a good director. And so I, I would say one of the biggest qualities or characteristics would be patience and empathy. Two things that honestly, sometimes I struggle with. (laughs) And so I think a lot of times, uh, God, universe, Jesus, Buddha, Elvis, whatever you want to call it, made me a director to teach me these lessons, you know? 
because empathy and patience are sometimes not my strong suit. <laughs> uh, but I really think those are two huge things because for a director, I've definitely worked with, as an actor, I've worked with those kind of directors who've never walked in an actor's shoes. Yeah. And who don't know how hard it actually is to stand up there and do this thing. Two things at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of it. It's just, yeah. it's hard. It's really, really More hard. Like 20 things at once. Yeah. yeah. And to make it look truthful and to be healthy about it and to have fun and all to tell the story and blah, blah, blah. There's so many things. Um, it's really hard. And so I think a good director has to be able to relate to that in a real way. Yeah. Um, although the question was not directed at me, of of course I have something to say, please, because I feel from working with, uh, Ryan now twice, the, the same things I like about him are the same things I liked about my favorite coaches mm-hmm. playing from playing sports. Yes. And it's yes. that they, they helped me do things I didn't think I could do. Mm-hmm. They helped me maybe find something within myself I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they saw it there or they just coached it to be there because they needed it. Yep. Uh, it's helping you point out your blind spots or pull something out of you and take you in a direction that you wouldn't have gone on your own and helped you believe in yourself more. And that's what I appreciate about him. And yep. like I said, just it feels the same. He's coaching me at, at acting mm-hmm. in the way that other people coach me at sports. It matters to feel like somebody's investing in you and somebody cares about your growth and yeah, good. That's great. And bring something out new in you. Um, <laughs> sweet Paula, Paula Rodriguez asks, what is your favorite Gene Kelly movie? Interesting question. I don't know about Lindsay. Gene Kelly, but I, I love me some Gene Jelly. <laughs> Well, she original. I think it's a typo. Autocorrect got the best of you. She said favorite Gene Jelly movie, and I'm going to choose to think she meant Gene Kelly. Lindsay, who, who's Gene Kelly? Gene Kelly is a very famous person <laughs> who people know she, she, because he she sings and dances in movies that I won't say are old, but are older. They are old. No, they're old. older than ones that maybe come out. He's right no now. longer with us. Mr. Okay. Kelly's no longer with us. Okay. I will say. Good question, Paula. My favorite Gene Kelly movie is, of course, people won't think this, but mine is, of course, White Christmas. I love... Mine, too. Well, it's it's a very good movie. I would love to direct it someday. Do you know... Can you can you name... She nope. goes, no. Nope. Don't do this to me. Do you know Singing in the Rain? I I know it's a thing. That's his most famous film, okay. Singing in the Rain. I don't know if I've ever seen it, but oh, I, I know that there's a light pole and an umbrella involved. Let's have a girls' night one night. And, I'm for it, yes. And watch Singing in the Rain. It is a truly delightful film. Sounds great. I'll see you there. It's truly delightful. So thank you, Paula. I love Singing in the Rain. I will say White Christmas is my favorite Gene Kelly movie. Moving on. Last question, I think, for this episode. We'll take on some more questions next episode. For, but for this episode, we're going to wrap up with one of our favorite people here on the podcast, Miss Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Uh Michelle Rodriguez. That is not her name. <laughs> it's Paula Rodriguez. Michelle Garcia. Uh, Michelle Garcia. Sorry, Michelle. It's been a long day. Michelle Garcia asks, how does working with kids affect your perspective on theater? And I, I guess this is more directed at me. Um, wow. this It's hard to put into words how much working with students and teens and youth have affected my work and how I feel about my place in this world and what I'm meant to, what kind of work I'm meant to do. I've known since the age I was uh, five years old that I was supposed to be 
in the theater. For the longest time, I just... Just wish I could meet five-year-old Morgan. Oh, she was fantastic. <laughs> she was a lot of fun. Uh, she was she was something else. But yeah, I mean, I've known since a very, very young age that this is where I was supposed to be. I just thought for the longest time I was it was going to be as an actor only. And getting to direct and getting to see the growth of students from not only show to show, but year to year. And now I'm just now having students that started with me when they were 12 and 11 graduating from high school and going to, to theater programs and choosing to pursue this as their career and like going through a lot of the steps that I went through and finding their path. It's, I know it sounds maybe super cheesy, but I don't really care. It's, it's really fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it has changed my perspective on theater and that it's made me realize that theater truly saves lives. It truly Mm -hmm. is magic. Um, before it was, when I was an actor only theater was for lack of a better term, it's just really Mm self-serving. It was just, you know, what's the next part for me? What's the next show for me? What's the next project for Morgan, you know? Mm -hmm. And now it's, what kind of kids do I get to, to serve in this play? You know, who's, who am I going to get this time? You know? Um, and it's, I tell people a lot of times too, I feel a lot more like a youth pastor than I do a theater director because it's, it's really personal and we're not teaching math up here. No offense to the math teachers out there. You guys do a great job, but theater is, is emotional and vulnerable and raw. And, um, because I'm not their school teacher, a lot of times I feel like they feel a little more open and trusting with me yeah. than maybe their school teachers. And so I become more of a different kind of mentor to them. Yeah. I mean, that's a really loaded question, Michelle. Thank you for asking. And because I like to butt in, <clears throat> please do. I think from, from knowing you and knowing your relationship with your students and going to several of your productions, mm-hmm. uh, vicariously, I, I see how I think I think of myself at that age and, and my friends at that age and yeah. the, how much is going on. You're making big choices about what you're going to do after after high school. And, yep. And you're and you don't know what's going to happen yeah, to you. Yeah. And you're and you're starting to experience more adult emotions and a lot of theaters, a lot of theaters, a lot of shows in the theater mm-hmm. are, are written about adult emotions. So yep. for me, it's really fun to come and watch your students uh, act out these adult emotions mm-hmm. in a way that I. I'm always so impressed by, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it, you know, each character, that's what I love about art in general. It makes mm-hmm. you think about life in a different way through someone else's lens sure. for their experiences. And although I haven't experienced X, Y, and Z things in my life, I watch you go through them and I feel for you. I feel empathetic yes. and that changes me as an yes. audience member and it changes your students. And so when I watch how you interact with them, I'm always so impressed mm-hmm. by how you're helping them kind of cultivate these adult emotions and these, <sighs> these, uh, just helping them become adults and sending them off into the world. (laughs) I've never thought about it that way, but it's true. And a lot of times because, you know, we do a lot of these shows where they're playing, you know, in high school theater, you're playing Mm -hmm. adults, you're playing old people, right? Um, A lot of them in that way have to grow up a little sooner than most teenagers do because they're having to deal with these really mature, Mm -hmm. sometimes complex themes. And, um, yeah, they blow me away. Their maturity and their ability to like handle all that. And you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm helping kind of navigate that process and it's, it's super rewarding. It's challenging. It's draining. Um, working with, with students is the most rewarding, fulfilling thing, but it is also sometimes the most maddening, (laughs) exhausting, (laughs) 
uh, thing too. So, but what makes you so great about it is how much you care. It's so, it's so evident how much you care about not only their success as actors on the stage, but as, as individuals. And Mm -hmm. so just as people in general, thanks. That means a lot. I mean, as you and I both talked about, that's one thing we both have in common. We take things really seriously and we care a lot. Like we care a lot about whatever it is that we we do. I'm serious. What's the point of being mediocre? I hate that though. I seriously get very passionate about what is the point? What is the point of doing anything halfway? Why are you even here? I distinctly remember being in elementary school and someone asking me if I wanted to go to the WNBA playing basketball. And I said, why would I be of wasting course. My, Why would I be wasting my time if I didn't? God, fifth dummy. Year, fifth grade, Sorry. Lindsay. Why would I be wasting my time? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, yes. I need a high five. That was so good. I think we should wrap on that. I'm um, such an aggressive child. I was the same. Oh my gosh. Five-year-old Lindsay and five-year-old Morgan. Can we please go back they in time? They would have ruled the playground. Play date. All right. You guys know where to find us. If you have Gmail, uh, Gmail questions, please shoot us an email at stageripod at gmail.com. We love your love on the Insta. We are at stageripod on Instagram. Follow us. Um, like us, like us. yeah heart of us. course heart us and as always the rates and reviews on the itunes uh podcast app are always really helpful i thought for our you were podcast. just saying on the itunes on like, the itunes morgan even i know that's wrong you get on the itunes um, <laughs> on the interweb on the interwebs on, on the, the world wide web on the line <laughs> we're gonna get on the line um qaol startup music from back in the day <laughs> the modem the old school modem <laughs> dial-up Please Google it, children. On the li- get on the line and leave us a rate and review on iTunes. Uh, like us, subscribe, rate, review. Go out there in that world and fail, fail big. big.